Someone who has been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of the trauma of her early years, she went on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Plus, she's a virtuous woman who can help you find that woman in your life. Don't let the weight of this world or things that happen to you control your life. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, here is your host, Minister Diane Jones. Hey, people. Hello and happy day to you. I'm listening to that trail in and I am reminded of a lot of things right now in spite of trauma in spite of the troubles and the sorrows that can happen in this life we do not have to be weighted down we do not have to let those things uh, trouble us and control our future and our destiny and hinder us and keep us from being conquerors victorious and overcomers this is a day that God has made. I am still rejoicing in spite of the traumas of my early years, in spite of some of the things that I go through now, each and every day. I am still rejoicing and I am glad that I have a Savior. I am glad that God put a plan in place. That provides me with hope. Hope for today. Hope for tomorrow. Hope for eternity. So much has happened. Even in the last few weeks. Since we took our break. So much has happened. So much continues to happen. In the world. As we are speaking. As I'm speaking right now. Syrians. People, human beings are fleeing from Syria because of civil war. ISIS is forcing women to, to become sex slaves, forcing them into sex slavery to fund their mission. God only knows what is that mission other than to terrorize the world, it cannot be, it cannot be anything, um, how shall we say, righteous. It cannot be anything uh, that is right by God if they will force women into sexual slavery to fund their mission. The U.S., the United States, our country is rampant with sexual perversion, idol worship in every way, shape, and form has crept into this country 
and we are seeing the effects of it into the church, what we call the church, people are full of fear and confusion because of all of these types of things. Everywhere you look, there is confusion. Everywhere you look, there is trouble. There was an old song we used to sing or somebody used to sing. Everywhere you go, there is trouble. The choir would say, there is trouble. Everywhere you go, there is strife. They would back her up. There is strife. But I'm not going to sing all of that. I'm just going to let you know that everywhere you go, if something is troubling you, God is standing by. He is still in control. That is what me and my guest, Ramika White, are going to talk to you about tonight. Ramika White is back on the air with us. She was here with us last month. She is a mother. She is a wife. Those are the first priorities in her home life. But she is a minister, a prophetic voice, a sister in Christ, a warrior on the battlefield, a friend, and she is with me tonight, hopefully to encourage you and to give you direction and hope for the future. Hey, my friend, how's it going? Uh, it's going good. Glad to be here. It's been a busy day. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> it has been a busy day, but we are here. All right. All right. In case you cannot tell, since you and I just spoke, I am uh, fired up. (laughs) I can tell. (laughs) And I think that some of what you and I were recapping about and not only recapping about, but, you know, filling me in on uh, just kind of fired me up. I felt what my granny used to call some righteous indignation. Indignation. <laughs> so um, we, uh, ladies and gentlemen, people, we um, we've been we've been sharing. Ramika has been sharing some words that we feel are encouraging, as well as admonishment, as well as advice, as direction. You know. Um, Kind of like uh, uh, where we should be focusing and what we should be doing as believers in Jesus Christ. And if you are listening and you are not a believer in Jesus Christ, if you have not been born again, if you have not been saved, you know, if the blood of Christ has not been applied to your life, this is still an opportunity for you to get in on this hope, you know, to be a recipient of this Hope, the hope that we are going to be sharing tonight. There is lots of manipulation, lots of seducing. And when I say seducing, I'm not just talking about sexual seduction. I'm talking about drawing, you know, you know, deceiving people and lying to people and making things look different than what they are, making things look good, seducing people, drawing them in to basically a death trap drawing them in 
deceiving them, you know, so that they can end up in, uh, in, in foul play, so that they can end up trapped and lost for eternity. That's what Satan, the enemy of God, is doing right now throughout the world. And that, my friends, is because of a spirit of Jezebel. That's what, that's what the book of Revelation calls that. That manipulation, that seduction, that intimidation. What ISIS is trying to do with intimidation, trying to intimidate the world, trying to intimidate and, and force people to do what they want, that's all a part of the Jezebel spirit. And the Bible tells us as believers that we are not to tolerate that spirit. We are not to give in to that spirit. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, like the methods that they are using, the aggression and the tactics that they are using and the murderous spirit that they are using, we are not to use that kind of a response. But as believers, our response should be a spiritual one. It should be one that we fight in prayer and in fasting and in standing for righteousness and speaking the truth. My sister, tell us where we should go from here. What is on your heart tonight? Well, you said a whole mouthful right there. I can just close it up right there. Um, that was a lot. I, I was writing down some extra stuff as you were as you were talking. But the 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 main thing, like you said, there are so so many things that are happening in the news right now, uh, across the world right now. Uh, if any of the Christian believers have been turning on any type of Christian programming or Googling anything or watching anything on YouTube, there is a flood of, of ministers and, and, and people who are putting out so much information um, that it's a little overwhelming maybe to some, and some may be a little confused, and some may be afraid. And, and some may not know what to believe, but at the end of the day, like you started with the, with the show, uh, as believers, we are to have no fear. When all of that gets confusing to you and you don't know who to believe, believe God. Believe God and let every, every other man be a lie, <laughs> but believe God. Um, go back to God's word. This is the time for us as believers to have no fear. Um, we need to know, like you stated earlier, God alone, he's the one who has authority, especially when we're faced with all the things that are um, going on, like you said, in the world and, and all the different things that we're beginning to hear. Um, one of the things I wanted to um, comment on was you were talking about the tolerance, that we're not supposed to tolerate the spirit of Jezebel, the witchcraft, the manipulation. And I just wanted to add to that because if you go and, and study that word tolerant, when we're saying we're not supposed to tolerate that spirit, I felt the, 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 the spirit of the Lord, we're not to tolerate those types of things. And when you tolerate something, because, you know, that's been a big buzzword nowadays with the LGBT slash perversion movement that has been going on, 
we are not to tolerate these types of things. Mm -hmm. And tolerating these types of things means that we show willingness to permit the existence of people's opinions and their behaviors, and they don't agree with the Word of God. We're not supposed to tolerate that, those things. We're not supposed to tolerate those things in changing our thinking, because we all of those things... 15 seconds Amen. before the break. A matter of fact, okay. that was gone. I mean, that's gone. It's like seven seconds now, so we are not supposed to tolerate those things. Back after the break. Has the tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Equipping the Saints Ministries. Our mission is to equip and mature the people God calls to do the things they are called to do with confidence and boldness, to create soldiers for the army of the Lord, and to impact our communities. We are home-based in Waldorf, Maryland. If you would like more information, you may email us at etsministriesinc at gmail.com or write to us at ETS Post Office Box 72, Waldorf, Maryland, 20602. If you are not local, you may participate via conference calls and we can make information available to you by email. E-T-S The Story of Me is a captivating and inspiring account of a woman able to overcome incest, physical abuse, abandonment, and neglect to find a second chance at happiness. It is a story for those who have been rejected, who have dreamt and fallen short, who have survived traumas such as molestation, rape, or incest. The story of me is very inspirational for those who may find themselves in Jones's story. You may purchase your copy of The Story of Me online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, or any of the major bookstores. The Story of Me. the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people, we are back. I've got uh, Ramika White online with me, and she was just getting into her thoughts really good. We are not to tolerate what? Take it from there. 
we're not supposed to tolerate these these types of things. The spirit of Jezebel, the spirit of Jezebel, you, you can call it demonic if you just want to call it straight that without without getting too religious about it. But when we talk about the spirit of Jezebel, we're not talking about fingernails, high skirts, and lipstick um, and a promiscuous woman. That's not what we're talking about. Amen. What the spirit of Jezebel... Uh, yeah, what, what she insinuated, what she put forth was she used manipulation. Um, she used manipulation as familiar words. You got to remember that uh, when you read the story of Jezebel, uh, she was a prophetess. And so she was familiar with the language. And like you said, you have these different people out here using smooth sayings and, and uh, uh, spiritual words. Uh, tricking people and lying to people, um, you know, just like with uh, the Syrians, you know, a lot of them are Islamic and they're using their religion, uh, so to speak, if you will, allow me uh, the, the, mm -hmm. the leisure of saying prophesying to these people, telling them if they do these or commit these acts, they got riches laid up in heaven for them and this and this mm -hmm. and that and the other. And we're not supposed to tolerate those things. And like I said before, with the whole LGBT, that's what they call it, slash perversion, because that's what the scriptures call it, mm -hmm. with that whole perversion movement. We're not supposed to show a willingness, and that's the whole purpose, because they use that buzzword. Oh, y'all need to be tolerant. You need to be tolerant. You're not being tolerant. Well, the whole, the whole movement behind the way they use tolerance, it's a movement, because mm -hmm. when you look up mm -hmm. the word tolerance, tolerance means that you're supposed to have an open mind. Yes, yes, yes. The whole purpose is to go after your mind, which is to mm -hmm. go after your thoughts. Mm -hmm. and, and Christ knows that, too. That's why he told you when you come to him, you're supposed to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You're not supposed to be open-minded. You're supposed to be transformed <laughs> uh, by the renewing of uh, your mind, you know. And so we, we have to present our bodies, present our mind. We have to present before him our experiences, the things we grew up with, uh, the, those past things that may have hurt us. Uh, we have to present all that to him and sacrifice all of that. We have to lay all of that down, allow mm. him to heal us in those areas so that we can be transformed. Uh, and so when they say uh, you need to be tolerant, that whole tolerance is it is it, it, putting you into a position. It's putting you into a condition. It's putting you into a state where you're able to endure or tolerate something that doesn't necessarily agree with the word of God. That's what mm -hmm. they mean by tolerance. They're they're trying to 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 put your mind and and your spirit in a place where you'll be able to endure. They want you to endure. They want you to accept. They want you to um, uh, allow uh, this type of condition, this, this type of spirit, if you will. They want, they want this type of behavior uh, uh, to exist, and they've done that by pushing tolerance, by by, by weighing on your conscience, by weighing on your mind. And the Word of God tells us that we have to be transformed. If mm -hmm. we're going to endure, we're going to have to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. Because for us to be tolerant is to say that we agree, that we come into agreement with, um, that we open up our mind uh, uh, to, to not speak against, uh, to mm -hmm. not come against, 
that particular action. Now, notice even intolerance, it doesn't say when you, if you want to be technical about it, if you want to look at it in the Webster's Dictionary, since they say, you know, we hate the person. And as we said throughout this whole entire program, we, ne we don't hate the person. Christian are, uh, Christians have issues as well. We have behaviors and opinions and mindsets that need to be changed as well. It's all sin. Uh, the, the, the perversion is no different than folks fornicating. But at the end of the day, when we're talking about uh, tolerance, Again, it's not talking about hating the individual. It's talking about your mindset and how that mindset is affecting your behavior. So that's what God's Word comes to do. It comes to cha challenge your morals, and it comes to challenge your character. Amen. Amen. And so, I just had a thought. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to take you far from what you're saying, but sometimes people also confuse, like. Uh, resisting something and speaking against it, they call that hate speech. They call that, you know what I'm saying? Like being mm -hmm. intolerant. And so that they try to put a guilt trip. Thus, thus the manipulation that I'm speaking of. They want to put a guilt trip on you or on the, on the people that are not for this. They want to make you feel guilty because they say you're being intolerant. Well, there was a time even in scripture where Jesus himself called Peter the enemy. Now, he wasn't, we know by studying the word that he wasn't talking, he was, he, Peter wasn't the enemy, but because Peter was being used by the enemy, by being used by Satan to speak things that were not according to God's will, Jesus said, get thee behind me, Satan. Mm -hmm. Addressing Peter, Addressing Peter, one of the disciples. Mm -hmm. Yes. So yes. I want to admonish Christians that when you stand up and when you speak the truth and when you tell it like it is, and if you have to say, get thee behind me, Satan, that is not, into I mean, what am I, it is intolerant. That is not unrighteous. That is not out of God's character because Jesus himself did it because he recognized the spirit and, and what was the manipulation and what was working in that moment, trying to get him to abort his mission. So go ahead. Go ahead. I just. And to break that down even further, because, you know. Again, technically speaking, if you don't know anything about those Bible stories and whatnot, if you want to just go back to the sheer definition of intolerance, because when they say intolerance, they're saying that you're not tolerant or accepting. Now, remember what I talked about tolerance in terms of, you know, this whole perversion movement with LGBT and everything like that and, 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 and homosexuality and what, whatnot. They, they want you to be tolerant of, 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 uh, and be open-minded and willing. They want you to be willing to, 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 to lower your standards, to accept their behavior and their mindset concerning why they do what it is that they do. And so when they say that we're intolerant, when we speak out against these things and how you reference those things to Scripture, even how Jesus told Peter, get behind me, Satan. Now, when you get 
get into the word intolerant. Intolerant means that I'm not tolerant of your view or your belief or your behavior that differs from your own. So that means that I'm not, uh, they're saying that we're not in agreement with them because, you know, we have our own opinion about it. So we're not being tolerant or accepting of them. And that's just hateful because if you're a Christian, you're supposed to show love. Well, you have to look at the definition. It says not tolerant of views, beliefs, or behavior that differs from one one's own. And the reason why a believer can stand against the sin and still love and try to minister to the person, and even why Jesus could say to Peter, get behind me, Satan. He wasn't calling Peter Satan. And we're not necessarily calling, and see, this is where believers have to come in, because sometimes I think they unknowingly call people, you know, they say, like, get behind me, Satan, or you the devil, or this and this and that, and they really don't have understanding. But when, when, even when Jesus said that, it, it, and even when, and even when we come against, like you said, the spirit behind where that originated from, when we're talking about where spirits come from, we're talking about the origin. So even when we say, Get behind me, Satan, or you see that in the scriptures when Jesus was talking to uh uh Peter, his 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 beliefs, again, going back to the definition, intolerant, not tolerant of views, beliefs, or behaviors that differ from one's own, we're not coming in as Christians with our own belief system. The the the, the belief system that we're standing on is our father's. Even Jesus said, I come to do what my father says and tells me to do. Whatever I see him do, that's what I do. Whatever I see him say, that's what I say. So when we're talking about being able to speak against or 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 come against um, a view or a belief or a behavior that's different from our own, it's because what we're standing on is God's belief. And yes. because we've been transformed by the renewing of our minds, his belief comes, becomes our belief. And that's how we can say, just like Jesus says, whatever I see my father do, that's what I do. Whatever he tells me to say, that's what I say. Because we're not standing on our own words and of our own volition. We're standing on the word of God. Now, where the problem's going to come in between the unbeliever and the Christian is that if your foundation is not founded on the word of God, then you're not going to understand what we're doing anyway. And so in your eyes, that will make us intolerant, making you think that we're just spitting stuff out just for the heck of it, and we're not. We're standing on the Word of God. And if you believe that the Word of God is true, then you'll have to, or if you don't believe that it's true, then we would, we would encourage you to go to the Scriptures to figure that out. So much to say, so little time to say it in. We will be back after the break to pick this up. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. 
This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Are you concerned about your physical and spiritual health? Tired of aches and pains? Heartburn? Taking pills? Being out of shape and having no self-control? Try the 90-Day Challenge by Vicealis. Using our delicious, nutritious health shakes and eating one meal a day, you can build lean muscle, burn fat, improve your health, and rule your body instead of your body ruling you. Choose your kit. Start your challenge. Lose 10 pounds at a time. Order online today at dianesjones.bodybyvi.com. <laughs> a black nurse. This narrative is about the struggles of being a black woman and a black professional in a society bound with racial and gender bias. She has hopes, dreams, needs, a purpose, and aspirations, but faces constant opposition to fulfilling these basic human requirements. Like so many people of color before her, she achieves some measure of success, but her success is minor compared to what she must do to achieve it. It's time for a change. Get your copy today from AuthorHouse.com, this show's host page, or any major book retailer like Amazon.com. A black nurse. <laughs> I used to be. I'm free on Toginet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on Toginet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. Okay, people, this is Diane. I'm on the air with Romika White. We are talking about issues and situations that are going on in the world right now, but we want you to know that there is hope in Christ. There is hope through his church. And when I say church, I am not talking about uh, the organizations that many of you are accustomed to. Um the mega churches that many of us are accustomed to, um, the evangelistic television that many of us are accustomed to. I'm talking about the blood-washed, born-again body of Christ and the true church in which God has established a method and a means for protecting his sheep, encouraging his sheep, Strengthening his sheep. Uh, the Bible calls it green pastures and leading us beside the still waters. This is what we want to talk about. 
more of tonight. So, Ramika, where should we go from here? Um, and just piggybacking off of uh, where we left off uh, the last show that we had last month, and 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 in, in, in terms of what we just left off with with tolerance, this is why. Uh, picking up where we left off, we talked about church government last time and why church government was so important. Mm -hmm. And in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 14, um, it says, and I'm reading from the Amplified, it says, and his gifts were varied. He himself, meaning Christ, appointed and gave men to us. He gave men to us, physical men to us. He gave some to be apostles that are special messengers, some prophets, inspired preachers and expounders, evangelists that are preachers of the gospel and traveling missionaries, some pastors, shepherds of his flock, and teachers. Why did he give us those? Verse 12, his intention was for the perfecting and the full equipping of the saints, his consecrated, set-apart people that they should do the work of ministering toward building up Christ's body, the church, so that they can develop us. And then it, it, it keeps going. And then at 14, it's, at 14 is the culmination of why all and why the church exists and, and, and one of the reasons why the church exists and why he has those gifts. So then we may no longer be children. So if we're no longer children, then that means we have to reach a place of maturity. So he says, so then we may no longer be mature, uh, uh, children tossed like ships to and fro between chance of gusts of teaching and wavering with every changing wind of doctrine, uh, the prey of the cunning and the clever, hmm. and so that we won't be misled. And so pretty much that's where we left off. And wh the whole reason why we're talking tonight, like you said, is to bring hope to the people of God. Now, this may not sound like a whole lot of hope. It might sound a, a, a lot, a, a little bit intense uh, for some people. But um, hopefully, uh, you understand that. Uh, and like I was sharing with you earlier, um, we're here to bring you hope. Uh, if you're a child of God, again, uh, your hope is in Jesus Christ. When you understand. Uh, that the Lord loves you, and 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 He's preparing uh, the church. If you've been a Christian any length of time, you know that this earth is not our home. Mm -hmm. this, this is not our end destination. We know that we're going to go and be with Christ and rule and reign with Him. And we have been in preparation from the time of our from the time of our birth uh, to leave this place. And so, with that. Uh, we have to get the mind of Christ, understand what he's saying in these times, so that we can have peace. I was sharing with you earlier uh, before about how I recently went to church, and uh, our pastor uh, was preaching. He was preaching about Israel uh, and, and the different things that are going on with them and uh, how they are our timeline in terms of believers. We need to pay attention to the things that are going on in Israel on the news. If you don't understand, ask God to give you an understanding while you're watching the news programs or Google it 
or, or listen to your pastors if they're preaching about it and find out about these things so that you can have an understanding what's going on because they are a timeline. There are a timeline that the rest of us, uh, because we've been engrafted in upon salvation, we've been engrafted into the body of Christ, which would include the children of Israel. Those are our brothers and our sisters. Since we've been engrafted, we need to know what's going on with them because they are also a part of the church. And so when it comes to uh, going back to church government, that's what church government is there for. Um, church government is there to edify us and to exhort us. And um, a lot of the times um, uh, what, I, what I'm finding, again, when I was in church last week, what I'm finding is a lot of people, um, they're kind of scared about this whole end-time prophecy thing. And this is why church government is so important. This is why you need to have the five-fold ministry gifts. That's what we call them, because there's five of them. Uh, the five-fold ministry gifts flowing and operating in the church. This is why you need the prophetic in the church uh, to expound on the Word of God and, 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 and to uh, give insight to what the Lord is saying and what He's speaking. Because the Bible says that the reason why those gifts are there is to edify and to exhort. And when you're talking about edifying, that is concerning your spiritual man, okay? So when the, when the scriptures say that those gifts are there to edify, that's talking about the spiritual side of you. Um, we are here to educate you, to instruct you, to teach you, um, to challenge your morals, to challenge you spiritually. And when it comes to the exhortation or the perfecting, that is, that is concerning your response physically, your physical response uh, to what you're being edified by, by the Word of God. So when we are exhorting or perfecting, that is concerning your physical response. That's why we encourage you or we urge you or we admonish you to do something, to do something about what you've been instructed to do, to do something about what you've been taught to do to do something about the words that you have been edified with. So uh, the words that we're giving you tonight is not just for you to sit idly by. It is to exhort you to respond, to do, to do something with the words that God is giving us. And what he has been giving us is uh, to build an ark. The Bible says in uh, Matthew, Matthew 16 and 18, Jesus was talking uh, 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 to Simon Peter, and they, they were asking the question, who do men say that I am? Peter said, you are the Christ. And Jesus said to Peter, upon this rock, this revelation of who I am, I'm going to build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And what the body of Christ needs to understand tonight is we're going to hear more things, we're going to see more things, uh, as the months go by, and you have to know who Jesus is. You have to get a revelation of who he is. And what the Lord told me is it boils down to trust. Do you trust the Lord? Uh, because the trust, the trust in the Lord and confidence in the Lord is what's being shaken. This is why the fear is coming upon the people. This is why confusion is coming upon the people, because they don't have a revelation of who he is. And when you have a revelation of who the Lord is, he says, this is what I'm going to build my church on. 
So what that is telling me, as we stated in the earlier program, we have to fortify our minds. These things are coming to, to, to come against your mind, to come against your thoughts, uh, to, 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 to wear you out. Uh, again, this whole thing with the LGBT uh, movement, uh, for some of us, we may have family members or people that we know that are being affected by this issue. We may be personally uh, affected by it ourselves, but we cannot waver. We have to trust God, know who he is, and the gates of hell will not be able to overpower your spirit mm-hmm. or your mind. Um, you'll be able to stand against it. You'll be able to stand against it if you put your trust in the Lord. Amen. 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 Building the ark, building, you know, God is re-establishing, if you will, revamping, re-establishing his church, the true church. Mm-hmm. And in doing that, all of this um, wishy-washiness, all of this secularism and worldliness, all of this carnality that you see on television and the, in, you know, televangelism, all of this, name it, claim it, your season, blessings, you know, all about you, all about me, self, self, self. He, he is re, he is revamping his church. That is not the body of Christ. That's not the characteristics of the body of Christ. In scripture, you know, the, the scriptures tell us to basically deny ourselves, take up our cross, mm-hmm. and follow Christ. Those that do that are the true believers. Those that do that, those that do that, that is the true body. So we are going to have to return to the church the true church we are going to have to take our rightful places whether there is one or two of you in your church that you go to whether there is only you know a handful of you out of three thousand you are part of the true church which is a number that we cannot name god knows that number he knows his true servants more after the break. Has a tragic past shattered your future or your now? Don't let it. This is I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm Free with Minister Diane Jones. And we'll be right back after these. Millions of people are sexually abused each and every day. Not just by rape, child molesters, or pedophiles, but by choice and through lifestyle preferences. Who would enjoy being raped again and again? Why is rape spiritual as well as physical? A sex offender be healed from abusing others? Find answers to these and other questions in the pages of Overcoming Sexual Abuse by Minister Diane Jones. Available online at authorhouse.com, this show's host page, amazon.com, 
in any major bookstore overcoming sexual abuse. This is the TogiNet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep at the topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, Trisha Goyer, that's G-O-Y-E-R, dot com. Trisha's vision is to be a voice of hope and possibility for teenage girls, pregnant teens, mothers, and wives. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living to do? Yes. Start Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer, Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on DougieNet.com. Thank God I am free. I am free. Welcome back to I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free on TogiNet.com. The show dedicated to helping women find their way back to themselves after innocence was stolen by incest and abuse. Helping you heal. It's what we're all about. It's I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free on TogiNet. And now, back to your host, Minister Diane Jones. All right, people, we are back. We are in our final segment of the hour. I don't want to lose time, so I want to jump right back into this. And I want to, I want to say that some of the things that I mentioned before the break, such as the secularism, the carnality, the selfish, self-centered way that Christianity has presented to so many people, um, how God is in this hour, going to revamp his church. He's going to weed out. He's, he's going to weed out the true believers, the true disciples, through the things that are facing us. Those things are going to make you choose. Those things are going to cause you to identify where you truly stand. Okay? Because of wolves in sheep's clothing, because of false shepherds, because of renegades, if you will, because of people that have not been under proper authority, that because church government has not been um, adequate in the so-called church, that's why all these things have come to be. Because people are not connected um, spiritually and holding one another accountable, and because there is people are not following the scripture. You know, in the word of God, there are safeguards for when things are getting out of whack, when things are not being, you know, when, when there's sin in the camp, when there's sin in the church, there's a way for the church to handle those things. And we're gonna begin to see more of those things coming back. Those things are going to be revived. It's going to come back because it was always the way it should have been. So, Ramika, um, 
what do you have to say about that? Well, that ties into my next comment, which was when you look in the word in Second Timothy chapter 4 and verse 3, it says the time's going to come when people aren't going to endure sound doctrine, but they're going to want to have their ears tickled. They're going to have itchy ears. They're going to want you to tell them what they want to hear. They're going to accumulate. The Bible says they're going to accumulate. They're going to gather themselves around teachers, um, that are going to teach them in accordance with their own desires, that are going to turn their ears away from the truth so they can turn aside to myth. Uh, the scripture in Isaiah chapter 30, verse 10 says, they'll say to the seers, see no more vision, and they'll say to the prophets, don't give us any more visions of what's right. Just tell us pleasant things and prophesy to us illusion. So, um, it ties right into what it, what it is that um, what it is that you're saying, and it goes back. I know that's to be true because it goes back to what I experienced uh, uh, just the other day, sitting in church and just watching different programs on the television where these folks have audiences. They preach. Uh, I heard one particular preacher, and I won't name her name because they're on a, a popular television program. But I heard one particular um, lady say on a program, she was the host and she had her little host, she was the host and she had her little panel there, and they were there with other ministers, and they were preaching about the end time. They were preaching about the Lord's return, which for the believer, it should be exciting. Like the scripture says, when the Lord's return comes, it's going to be like a thief in the night. Well, again, if you're prepared, and if you know that a thief is coming, you're going to be prepared. The only people that are going to be unprepared is the people who aren't ready to go. And the Lord was impressing that upon my spirit because you have a lot of people, they're really not ready for the return of the Lord. Your, your lips may be saying one thing, but your heart is so somewhere else because you have goals. You got a husband you're supposed to get. You got a wife you're supposed to get. You, you, you got that business you're supposed to start. Somebody prophesied to you that you was going to be the prophet to the nations and you was going to have a big old mega church just like pastor so-and-so and so, and they seen a vision here, that, there, and the other. We're really not ready to, to leave here, and there should be nothing that is here on this earth that is worth more to you than being in the presence of your father. Mm. And so on this television program, uh, she's, a, she's a minister and was uh, a minister's wife. And, and she sat on the television program as the ministers, the panel was talking about the end times and how this is a glorious time for the believer. And I'll tell you why that's glorious, uh, because the Lord says that he's going to deliver us. We're going to go home to be with him. But she mm -hmm. sat there in the midst of that panel and in, in the midst of other people and said, could you please change the subject to something else? Because this just sounds all doom and gloom and dark and it's kind of depressing. So could you give us something that's a little bit more happy? My mouth almost dropped to the floor. That's pretty much what she was saying. So you mean to tell me that all these things that you know that are going to happen, but in the end, at the end we're going to be with our Father, the one who we've been being gut out and processed and all these different things for, you're finally going to see your Creator. You don't want to be with Him because this is too gloomy for you? <laughs> you should rather keep enduring the chaos and the mess of this life as though it's the best thing since sliced bread <laughs> and sliced bread wasn't even 
<laughs> all that in terms of eternity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. And the scripture tells us, he tells us in John chapter 16 and 33, he says, we have a hope. We have a hope with all yes. these things. The reason why this is the best time for the church ever, the reason why God is telling you to build this ark, the reason why he's telling you to, to, to get these things together and let's begin the process of getting prepared to get up out of here is because in John 16 and 33, he tells us, he said, the reason why I'm telling you all these things is so that in him, in Christ, you will have perfect peace and confidence. Mm-hmm. He wants us to have perfect peace and confidence. Why? Because in this world, You will have tribulation. You will have trials. You Mm -hmm. will have distress and frustration. But the scripture tells us, but be of good cheer. Take courage. You have to take it. It's not just going to come to you. You have to take it. You have to tell yourself, I I, I put my trust in God. I I trust God. I'm secure. I trust God. Be confident. Be certain. Be undaunted. Why? Because I have overcome the world. Christ has overcome the world. He says in the scriptures, I have deprived it of its power to harm you, and I've conquered it for you. Mm. Hebrews 10 and 35 tells us, don't throw away your confidence. Mm. Trust in God, and you will be richly rewarded. Amen. So everything that we've said up until this point, boils down to, do you have trust in God? God is telling us all these things that are going to happen, they're supposed to happen, because this is not our home, people. We're, we're, we're supposed to be out of here. So at the end of the day, our confidence and our security and our trust has to be in God. And that's the question. That's the million-dollar question right there. Do you trust God? Why are you worried about a house? And all these cars and different things, the Lord already told you, in my house. Think about that. In his house. In my father's house. There are many house. mansions. Many mansions. In my father's house. There's many, many mansions. mansions. Mm-hmm. Now, you got to have a big old house. Come on now. You got to have, have a big old mansions. house if you got mansions on the inside of that joker for all the people that you finna take up out of here. That's mm-hmm. a huge house. And he holds our earth this world in the palm of his hand, how great is our God? He's great. How great is our God? So our trust really has to be in him and who he is. It has to be there. He says he wants to give us peace and he wants to give us confidence. It's not about things. Occupy until he comes, but it's not about things. Amen. It's about where your soul and your salvation lies, because at the end of the day, what profit a man? What what does it profit you to gain this whole world? To get the car, the house, the mega church, the Sunday's mess, to get your name in light. Mm-hmm. Yes, I said mm-hmm. Sunday's mess. I didn't. I, I know, didn't mess that I know. up. I'm, Sunday's I'm with you. mess. <laughs> you want the men's record deal? I got to be famous. I got to be the next this, that, or that. I got to be the next Beyonce, Jennifer Hudson. I got to get my record deal. What profits you to gain the whole world and lose your soul? Amen. Our trust has to be in God. Amen. And if I can, I'd like to say this last thing. Okay. Joshua chapter 24, 15, very quickly. 
It says, if it is disagreeable or evil in your sight to serve the Lord, then choose yourself today who you're going to serve. Mm-hmm. Either go back to your old God or stay in Christ. But as for me and my house, we going to serve the Lord. Mm. So we need Amen. to serve them. Amen. Christianity, people, is not just another religion. Christianity is not, like Ramika said, something that is the Christian's viewpoint. Christianity is God's design. He said in his word that he sent his only, he didn't have two, three, four, his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but they would have ever lasting life that's what we're talking about tonight in spite of the traumas in spite of the wars and the rumors of wars in spite of the earthquakes in diverse places in spite of the wickedness there is hope in christ jesus because god said so the darkest hour is just before dawn Give your life to Christ tonight if you have not done so. If you are a child of God, stand on his word, believe his promises, do the work, endure hardness as a good soldier. See ya, talk to you rather, in two weeks, Lord willing. 